Welcome to the Save Par Golf Podcast, where two average golfers talk about golf and things. I'm your host, Eric. You fixed it. I did. You fixed I'm Dominic. We are currently on episode 117, and we're happy to be joined by Justin and Joe with Palm Golf Co. Their motto is swing and smile. Make sure to give them a follow on Instagram. Their handle is at Palm Golf Co. Fellas, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. Thanks for having us, man. I know both of you look kind of yeah, confused with me being excited that he that he fixed it. Last week he got rid of we're two average golfers about golf and things. Switched it up a little bit. And I was like sitting here. I'm like, what the hell is missing? <laughs> I'm waiting for him to say his name and he forgot that there was the I, I I took a chunk out of that. Oh, I'm sitting here and I'm like, there should be more. I shouldn't be talking yet. But uh in any case, yeah, I added it back in. But we, we're super excited to have you guys on. I know you guys have a really good following uh on Instagram. You make some awesome apparel, but we really just kind of want to understand more about the company, the business, kind of how you guys got into the space. Um, so if you kind of want to just, you know, deep dive and talk about that, we'd love to hear the story. Cool. So uh, pretty much, I mean, we started on a golf course. Uh, the kind of the running joke was all the time, we would always be like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. But none of us possess the ability to teach golf, uh, let alone even qualify for any tournament other than your average scramble, which we still shoot over par because we're having too much fun. Um, so we just talked about things about the game that we thought was lacking. And, and one of the things that we noticed is that the golf glove was often always neglected, right? Like everybody had the newest and latest like driver or the putter or irons, but these big manufacturers, they just kind of forgot about the golf glove. And that's kind of where we came in. We, we just wanted to infuse the style and the culture that we live in. Like we live in Southern California. We live in the surf culture. We like to be hiking and snowboarding and surfing. So we wanted to take that entire culture that we had and infuse that into golf. Um, and the glove was how we all started, you know, it was neglected. We, we made it stand out, but not to the point that it was so loud and, and so obnoxious, right? There's these different patterns in our own kind of style to it. And uh, yeah, and that's how we began. We launched a Kickstarter and we were funded in 30 days and we were like, okay, we got a shot at this. Like people actually are digging our product. Uh, and from there, I mean, we were shipping orders out of Joe's kitchen for a while. And then at one point we were like, all right, we have way too much product. So we need to, you know, get a warehouse. And, and now, now we're here with two warehouses and talking to you guys on a podcast. So we're pretty That's pumped. Awesome. Did, did you guys, or how, how many are like, how many are there as far as like the original founders? There's like a couple of people. Yeah. So there's three of us, myself, uh, Justin and Joe, um, were the three people that kind of started it and, and, you know, began this journey and it's been a wild ride. Like our whole business plan at the time, Justin was a manager at a surf shop in Newport. So after hours, he closed it down and we literally wrote our entire business plan over multiple days, um, but in the back of a surf shop. So that's something we often leave out. But we were talking about that the other day. Joe mentioned it like we wrote our entire business plan in a surf shop. And I was like, we need to talk about that more often. That's so cool. It's interesting. Um, what, what year was it? <clears throat> Joe, do you remember? 2017. Well, technically, like um i'd say the the Year development before. and the work on the glove was already happening late 2016 took a bit went through a couple of rounds of sampling and before we went to went to market with the kickstarter it was uh yeah late uh 2017 and then we started actually filling orders in 2018 
So with like the Kickstarter, you come up with the plan. Did you have like any product in production at this point, or was it more or less like, let's just see if we can raise the funds, you know, like maybe you had some like samples or whatnot, or like, can you tell us yes. a little bit about the story about the Kickstarter campaign? Yes. Yeah. Kickstarter was used in two ways. One, it was like, it's a really good way to kind of like validate that you have market share, that you have interest in your product. And that's, what's really cool about how they model it anyway. It's basically like risk-free for the people who become pledgers for what you're doing on the campaign. So say we had met 30, we had set a goal of $10,000 and 30 days comes up and you don't get enough pledges to meet that $10,000. It's risk-free for the people who pledged and they get their money back. And then your company is then not funded. Give me a sec, these dogs are going to flip out because my wife's coming home. But then so, hey, it was like, here, it also, my chair. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good. No worries. So, so it helped, uh, it helped validate market, but then um, it also like subsidized a lot of the mark or the uh, production costs that we already put out of our own pockets to get the first round done. So we had two different ways. We had a couple of different like tranches we set up for Kickstarter. And part of it was like, if you're an early bird pleasure, you got your gloves and it was the ones that we had already produced and they were on our way to us. We're already here in the US, right? And then the others, it was like, because you pledged now by, I believe we said by December of 2018, you were going to start getting your product in hand. Very cool. That's going to be a yeah, huge man. part of the success, right? At least, I mean, I said that's kind of like bootstrap. You're, you're. Well, it's so interesting because I've never, I know what GoFundMe and stuff like that is, and stuff like that. I know, I don't know how any of that works. That was super interesting to kind of Kickstarter, sweet Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I've heard of it. Um, I, a lot of my camera gear is from Wandered, and they were. Yep. They were a big Kickstarter company and I didn't, I wasn't a pledge then. Cause you weren't a pledgy. No. Cause now I get a discount. So it's <laughs> even better. Um, I never knew it. Like that's how all that work. Or if yeah. you just don't raise the money, you just don't get it. It's a huge, it's a huge way to like tap into like, I mean, social media is a huge, obviously, right. For, for companies. I mean, that's where a lot of, well, I think it's great. You know, like they said, it's, uh, do we have something here? And if you get, you know, people backing you, you're like, Oh, Man, there's a yeah. shot here. Like that's really interesting. Yeah. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what did you like guys your friends in the, the so sorry, you can go to this little bit. What no, did you guys for your for your bar? Good. It was like very minimal. Days. We only asked for uh, like 7k and by day 3 we had already raised 10k. So it was almost like there was a little bit of like wrong our thumbs were like, "Damn, did we just leave a bunch of funding on the table? Could we have pushed yeah. this further?" But really like we were pretty intentional with being like, honestly, we were looking to just get square on some of the money that we had output. And then make sure that we could support doing that next round to pay for stuff to get the pledges their product and to make sure that you know we delivered. That's that's the other side of that coin. That's kind so of funny. With you, with you asking for seven k and you getting ten, do you get that extra or does it just cap it at seven? Yeah. So one of no, the yeah, go ahead, Dust. One of the cool things is like. Um, you know, you're, you're basically buying into these different levels, right? So like some people could purchase one glove, some people could purchase three gloves and the more gloves you purchase kind of the better deal you, you are receiving. So like Joe said, like after the end of the 30 days, we were like, wow, we actually have something like people actually think this is a good idea because in the beginning, when we were starting it, before we even launched it, people were like, ah, you know, it's a good idea, but like, who's going to buy a golf glove with a colored pattern on it? Who's going to buy a golf glove with a palm tree when they live in Chicago? And we're like, I don't know, but we know it's going to work. And kind of that Kickstarter was that validation that I think we all needed to like receive to know that we had a chance of doing something unique. Um, And yeah, now we ship it all over the country, which is awesome. 
It's a great, it's a great yeah. story. Like I said, I, I've been kind of following you guys for quite some time and hearing kind of how the whole Kickstarter helped started to where you guys are at now. It's just, it's incredible. So, and, and it's a lot of the guests that we've had on recently, cause we, we kind of try to cover a wide range of different entrepreneurs companies, but a lot of them are starting, they started during COVID, right. And it's kind of the same thing. Like I was one of the only things they could do is play golf. And, and so they were able to kind of come up with an idea and, and go that way. So it's kind of cool. Like you guys kind of started pre COVID and really mm-hmm. taken off. Yeah, it was, sure. it was- it was pretty crazy the the whole COVID era, right? Like we started in 2017, 2018, we're shipping out of Joe's kitchen. I want to say by 2019, we finally had our first warehouse. And around that time, we had the opportunity, Dick Sporting Goods reached out to us and we're like, hey, we want to carry your gloves. Like we're going to do a sample order. So they do the small order. It does so well. They go to do the second order and they place a really large order with us. And we're all pumped. And then all of a sudden COVID hits and they're like, we're canceling all POs. Like we don't want any of this. And we were just like, um, we're now over leveraged. Like we have so much product. We don't know what to do with it. And, you know, obviously working in a warehouse, like our sales, because everything's direct consumer just shot through the roof. So by that time in summer, you know, DSG reaches back out to us and says, Hey, we'll take all that product. And we're like, we don't have it. We sold it through. And we were just like, really, I mean, it was like a gift and a curse at the same time, because at one point we think we're screwed at the next point. We're sitting here just like, man, if they didn't, if they didn't cancel these POs, we would have been stuck because factories are closed down. People aren't working. Like we would have been in a far worse predicament. So yeah, that was almost like the second validator. It was like, cool. Like we got to market and we started like actually like having overhead at that time. I mean, we were still, you know, still bootstrapping it. Like we, we really did do a good job of just kind of self-funding as long as we could. And, um, like, yeah, the COVID thing was like, it was, that was a coin flip where you're just like, dude, like, is this all going away overnight over something we can't control at all? Like just completely out of our hands. And, um, and then it ended up being a catalyst and, um, COVID definitely was one of those things where it's just like, you you get through that and then you, you learn a lot about yourself and about your company, um, what your strengths and your weaknesses are. And, and it was just a really like, yeah, it was an eye opening thing. Yeah, that's got to be a good feeling to know. It's like, man, like all this product, how are we going to move it? And then all of a sudden, you know, you're like, it's gone. You know, you know, when Dick's reaches back out, you're just yeah. like, hey, sorry, we, we sold it all. Yeah. You know, you know, just your guys. And I think that's really cool. I remember when you got a box from Palm back in the day, you're yeah. like, dude, check this stuff out. And I was like, that's really cool. And you said, hey, you can have this. And I was like, cool. What is it? It was, I don't know if you guys remember, you guys had this little gold divot tool, bottle opener, oh, yeah, yeah. and then it would hold the putter. Yep. I have one from back in the day. And from that moment on, I've been like following you guys and like a fan. And it's super cool to hear kind of the, the backstory and everything, you know, like, yeah, Dick's is a huge company and a huge brand. Yeah. So you think you're like, oh, I made it. You get a PO from Dick Sporting Goods. You're like, oh, we made it. And then, and then COVID happens and yeah. you're like, ah, oh, damn, so, yeah. we're, we're screwed. And then, you know, it's do or die, right? For a lot of companies. Yep. And sure. the consumers yeah. are just like, fuck it, we'll order everything from you. So that's super I mean, cool to kind of learn about. I mean, I love like, you know, one of my favorite things is, I don't know if you've ever read the book Shoe Dog, but it's all about Phil Knight. Like, it. And, finished it, yeah. 
Great book. It's amazing. It's like one of those books that you read and, it, and it's not all the good things that happen in Nike, right? It's all the bad things. And I think like, you know, us being a very like big, but small brand, like, you know, the things that don't really get talked about are, are the, the the struggle that it takes you to get to the point that you're at, right? Like, you know, Joe always does a really good job of like, you know, hey, we got to take a second to like, look back and talk about like, all of this cool stuff we did because, you know, when you're in it day to day and there's always something going wrong and you're trying, you're just putting out fires left and right. Like you look back and you're like, wow, like that problem happened and we like solved it. Like we, we came out the other end and we came out better than what we thought we were going to be like where we were going to be. So, I mean, reading that book and then, you know, feeling, obviously we're not Nike, but like feeling like when you read those, the struggles that Phil Knight went through and then you, you're dealing with those same things. You're just like, man, I can't wait to talk about this on a podcast someday. That's awesome. Yeah. You it's like the, the, the milestoning. Uh, it's like, you, it's oh, funny sorry. just even hearing about the divot tool. Sorry. Uh, but even just oh, no. bringing up that divot tool, like, um, the, uh, it's weird. Like there's times where you're like, when we're in the warehouse and we'll stumble across, like we try and be pretty intentional to keep older product off to the side just to like memorialize it and know, like see the progression. And like that Diva tool actually is a product that hasn't changed since we started. Like sometimes we actually get it right on the first try. Other times it's like, no, dude, you got to do some work. Like the glove has gone through multiple iterations. And like, that's something that we'll always be paying attention to, to make sure that like it, you know, the things that we feel really strongly about, like we can do the style side of it, but we do want to be making sure that we're like also improving the quality and just keep coming with something that like delivers on multiple lo- like levels too. So I was, I was going to mention, so you're talking about shoe dog and obviously they're the original brand was uh blue ribbon. Are you guys going to have a book one day and it's going to actually be like, you guys had a different name before you came up with Palm golf co. I hope not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, alone, just like from like uh, trademarking perspectives, like I'm like, damn, could we have picked a better name? Like Palm is a phenomenal name just because, awesome. you know, yeah. you golf, the golf club, Palm of your hand, right? Like you go and travel on vacation, right? Most people, unless you're me, who likes to go on vacation to the mountain snowboarding, like everybody's going to a tropical island. You see palm trees, you feel good. And that was like, we were just like, this is perfect synergy. And then it came to like, trademarking trademarking things and like people using palm trees on everything and and just that kind of little nightmare so i mean i don't think we're changing our name anytime soon but uh you know we look back about that and we laugh we're just like man that was a very difficult trademark when when you guys uh when you guys uh um Back in 2020, with all this, the, the COVID and all that, did you get? Did you guys work, work full time in a different company? Are you guys full time all at Palm? Like, what was kind of the situation like there? I would imagine you guys could still like fulfill orders in the warehouse, right? You could just only have so many people doing it. I could be wrong. Well, well that's like the beauty of it, right? Like, we started this. I mean, and we all had full time jobs. We were doubling down, right? Like, you know, at one point. <clears throat> I'm waking up at 5 a.m. I used I'm a teacher, so like I'd wake up at 5 a.m., do a bunch of stuff, go teach for the day. I'd be back in the warehouse by 3:30, and then I'd be home by like 5:36. You know, like Joe's working out of the warehouse, working remotely for his job. Justin's doing the same. So we we kind of just really burn both ends of the candle. Like one thing that doesn't get talked about, like 
when you are trying to build something, right? Like you have to burn both ends of the candle. Like, you know, as a teacher, right? I go to work, I do my job. And then at, you know, 2.35, I leave, I'm gone, right? And the day's done. Or wherever you're working, like your day ends when you leave the office. Like being a business owner, there will be text messages being sent between Justin, Joe, and myself at 5 a.m., an 11 30, 12 o'clock, you know, sometimes Joe will text us at 2, 2 a.m. and I'll text him the next morning being like, Hey man, you could not sleep last night, huh? And he's like, Nope, no sleep was happening last night. Cause we're trying to fix something or, or make something better or deal with some sort of manufacturer or payment from a, a large big box retailer. So. Do you guys, did like yeah. any of you have any background in business or golf before this? I know you said you kind of started on the golf course, but in your teacher, what about Golf, no. Um, business, I mean, yes. Uh, I came from uh, like right out of college. Well, actually, during college, I was working for like a mid-sized mortgage company based out of New Jersey, where I'm from. And I was doing that all through school. And then when I graduated, I kind of just fell into a position um, working in like capital markets. Um, so like I had experience on like the service end of like working with sales guys, getting to see what that environment's like, like how those guys drive business um, and then had some management experience. So like it would be, it'd be a lot to be like, no, there was no cross over at all. Like there's things that you can take away, whether it's regardless of what you do, like you can find ways to apply what you do to your business. Right. And, sure. um, but I will say that's been like largely one of my favorite things about Palm too. is just like um, not being in this space. First off, the relationship building is awesome. And then, like I love golf. So it's really cool that our path has led us into an industry that like I liked before this. And now I like really, really love it. And then you learn a ton of shit, whether it be for like bad reasons or good reasons, you learn a lot. Um, you get forced into learning things that you didn't think you needed to learn how to do like, and that could be really important shit. Or that could be like, Hey man, you gotta learn how to wrap a pallet at 10 o'clock at night because you gotta get an order out the door. So it, it it's it's like the best it's the beauty it's the beauty of it it's the worst thing at that moment but like it's also the best stories in retrospect too so i remember you i got promoted back in like may and they're like dom you gotta wrap this palette i was like i gotta do what now they're like you take plastic and you wrap it i was like what where do what i have, where do I? well they kept calling it a skid like, uh, i was like what the yeah, hell is a yeah, skid yeah. Yeah. what's a skid <laughs> yeah. i know and they, they're, they're like the wooden things i'm like it's a palette yeah. i'm like i don't know if that's just like a minnesota thing and then they're like no i was like oh, <laughs> it's a palette i had to learn how to wrap those and now i wrap them all the time i know your pain i hate it yeah i hate yeah. it yeah. I, if i had to teach somebody how to wrap a palette i couldn't do it it's it's all feel it's like golf man it's all feel (laughs) yeah Uh, it's cool though like you said you have to learn like all facets of the business and i'd imagine Uh except from taxes to which Uh would be terrible to do you know all that kind of like book work you know you just want to put something that you love and enjoy and you want to sell it and then you realize like oh it's like there's other components to the company so i'd imagine yeah there's a lot of you're learning something new every day yeah it's not being forced on you like a school agenda right like it's like the motivation's yeah. a little bit different. Like for me in school, it was like, yeah, I got to learn this thing for a brief period so I can spit it back and then get a grade and move on in life. But like with Palm, it's like, no, I am motivated to learn stuff for different reasons because it's like, I want to, I want to be able to like be a contribution. So 
um, it's much easier. That's that applied knowledge is a lot easier. So yeah, I'll never forget how to wrap a pallet for sure. I was yeah, I mean, Joe, no. I laugh like Joe mentions that. And I just remember the day, right? Like that was when Justin had his first child at that moment. And um, he's like from home, he's at home. Joe and I, we just moved to our, our second warehouse at this point. And there's a 25 page like guidance book that they send us. And I'm like, I don't have time to read this. And Joe's looking at me like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, we just got to wrap these pallets and ship them. And like, it is what it is. Like we're going to get some chargebacks, but we have no idea what to do. So, but I mean, the cool thing, like Joe saying, like, I mean, I always joke or even now I say all the time, like I earned my master's in business through Google and YouTube because I have spent hours researching and learning, right? Like you start a business, like you care about it. Like you're going to research so hard and learn every facet of the business. Joe with sales and doing all of the the stuff as it relates to dealing with all of our taxes and paying taxes in multiple states and balancing our books to me doing production and managing like samples and all that to Justin with graphic design and, and doing all of our marketing and meeting with our marketing agency to you know come up with plans three months from now. So, I mean, it's just stuff that we we're, we're learning on the fly and we, none of us came from a golf background that we all have you know, unique experiences that I think help build our brand and which also really helped us like not essentially get in these arguments because we all had these own silos that we knew that we could be very resourceful in and, and, and thrive in those different environments. Very cool. Now you guys started with gloves, obviously. When did you guys kind of decide like, hey, you know, we, we got a good thing going on? Well, you guys obviously now sell all sorts of polos, quarter zips, hats. The hoodies are cool. Hoodies, yeah. I like the quarter zip and the pull. I mean, I, we we like all of your products. But w- when was the turning point of like, hey, let's run to something. Let's let's move on to something else. Yeah, you want to crack that because uh, it's hot in here. Sorry, go ahead. Appreciate it. So, Joe, um, Joe always wanted to wear our product um, off of the golf course, and he would get a lot of weird looks when he would wear our golf glove to the bar. Like people just like didn't understand that. And he was like, Hey, you know, like, I think we should expand it to other products because I can't be wearing a golf glove out to dinner or to the bar. Um, and, and, uh, <laughs> That's a salesman right there. That's good. I like the move. And, uh, and uh, I, just, I was trying not to leave any prints anywhere, bro. I had very, international man, a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so we just kind of were like, we don't, we can't wear any of this off the course. So we started making headwear and our hat, like we, we had this brand and these marks, right? Our script that's on my hoodie and hit or my crew neck and his hoodie right now to, to our palm tree logo. And we just kind of started, but let's make some headwear. Like I, I could wear a hat every single day. And like, you know, you don't get weird looks if you wear the same hat every day. You get weird looks if you wear the same, you know, T-shirt or sweatshirt every day. So it started with the hat and that really kind of just took off. And next thing you know, we're making a variety of hats and and kind of just snowballed from there. We were like, oh, let's get into the polos. Let's get into sweatshirts. And it, it kind of all just, you know it took off from there. I mean, the pieces that we have now, like in our line, like the windbreaker, you know, being a direct to consumer brand, like it's so hard to let people understand how good the quality is. Right. Because from the outsider, you're like, I don't know this brand. I never heard of him before. Like, why would like, why would I pay this much for a windbreaker? But it's all comes down to like when Joe's meeting with a buyer at a country club to when somebody purchases it online and they feel it and they're just like, 
this is legit. And we're like, yeah, we know. We just been like, telling you. <laughs> people need to actually feel it. You know, like people have to understand how good the product is and 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 get it in into their hands. So that's you know, that's been our one thing that we're trying to improve on, especially as it comes to the windbreaker, because I mean that to me is one of our proudest pieces that we have out as it relates to apparel, along with our, you know, polos and everything. But the windbreaker is just money. It's like the you seen those, that, that Instagram with the Louis Vuitton marketing ad. Have you seen that recently on Instagram where it's like a, it looks like a Louis Vuitton wallet and it's a piece of paper and then he opens it up and it's like, like Chinese food coupons. It's like, that's what you guys need. You guys need to feel like your material, like inside, inside, you know, just a little sample yeah, size. Like a swatch. Yeah. Like a little swatch, but fold it up like a Louis Vuitton, you know, get somebody. Uh, not a bad idea, idea, man. Genius marketing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's download this after the podcast. We're going to have a new marketing consultant. <laughs> We're going to have to talk after this. I'm going to write that down and be like, reach out to my manufacturer, like semi-fabric swatches, because I'm going to just start throwing them in boxes. See, and- see, I think we're onto something. For This is gonna- all about this podcast. You know, we just brainstorm ideas while we're talking. Hey, you can pay us for that too. You know, hey. yeah, we'll take a cut. <laughs> it's, it's a good idea. Like, I, I actually really like it. I'm like, man, can I just reach out? I'm like, can you just send us a couple of yards of extra fabric? Like, that's, you can that's pay real- us in gloves and t-shirts. Yeah, like a royalty. Like yeah. a royalty. See, well, that's again, like the, I saw this video on Instagram. I'm like, I have the, the reason why, though, I have the Louis Vuitton wallet. My wife got it for me as a gift. And I'm like, that does look just like a Louis Vuitton wallet. And say so when he pulled it open and he folded it out, it was it was Chinese food uh, coupons. I'm like, when you talk about the fabric, you you guys have all the contacts, right? It might people. be better than you just put those little swatches on. We're onto something. Well, what's better than Chinese food coupons? Uh, nothing. Coupons? No, okay. I take Chinese food. I'm with Dom Dom on this. Yeah. <laughs> I think Chinese we just start food. making Chinese food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's. I don't know. There's no Chinese food restaurant by us right now. Like I eat a lot. I just ate Thai food literally for yeah. dinner. My wife was like, "I, I love, love Thai, Thai food." food. I was like, "Lock it in. Let's go." Because <laughs> there's yeah, Chinese I mean, like, for sure. I know. It's like I feel like I miss that from New Jersey. That's one thing I do miss. Chinese food yeah. and bagels and pizza. New, New Jersey, you're in California. So did you? How did you guys meet? I didn't even ask that question. <laughs> I met in New Jersey. No, no, no. So uh, no. I asked all, the question. All of us are from. All of us are from New Jersey. We all moved out here at like various times. So like Palm's founding story actually is like, literally, you know, uh, I we moved out at various times. Dustin's wife and my wife worked together at a company called Surfline. And um, they got along very well. And they're like, yo, you got to hang out with Joe. He doesn't have any friends here. So um, Dustin was pretty well established. And uh, I just moved here. I was working remotely. I didn't have like, I really had no outlet. I was just like, all right, like, yeah, I guess I got to go out at some point and have a social life. And uh, was fortunate enough to meet Dustin and then Justin as well. And like our, our thing was golf and we golfed together a lot. And then like the company was founded on a golf course genuinely and like the foundation of our friendship was through golf as well so like definitely have an attachment to it for sure and that's why i feel like it's pretty easy for the authenticity to like bleed through in what we do because it's it's facts like that's actually how this started you ever try to like sell your golf glove or like promote your golf glove and you see like a psychopath where without a golf glove like what's your reaction to that like who doesn't wear a golf glove? Just bare bare hands. Oh, like dude, that's a potential customer. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I don't know what you're doing right there, but I got something for you. 
man. Yeah, my favorite is a guy that wears two gloves. I'm like, you're you're double as important to me. <laughs> We're golfing together. We need to talk. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's funny though, like. I mean, Joe remembers when it happened because like Justin and I, we had this idea and we were just kind of like going back and forth and brainstorming like, hey, what can we do? What can we do? Like, you know, when I was playing golf, I was wearing all surf apparel, right? Like anything that was surf branded. I didn't really have any actual golf clothing at that point. I was still wearing Vans while golfing, still kind of do at times. And um, Joe was always just like, hey, this is a great idea. Like if you ever need investors and we were just like, you just want to be a part of this show? And Joe's like, uh, yeah, sure. And, you know, he came along and, and, you know, he's done an awesome job and, and all the things that he does in it. So it is kind of funny. I mean, Joe remembers the whole in Costa Mesa. I have no idea. I have a terrible golf memory. Hole six, hole six at Mesa Linda. A little part three. It's like one of the shortest ones on the, on the course, actually. That was just yeah, Sunday afternoon, 74 degrees. I was nine. Mm-hmm. that's awesome okay so you guys obviously have some very cool uh, apparel um what piece is your guys's favorite personally i'll let joe go first yeah i did uh the barrels and birdies glove um so that's the one that like that was there was two gloves that were part of our kickstarter actually uh it was the barrels and birdies which is a floral like tropical surf inspired um print it's one of the few that actually has made it from 2017 to been in the line every single year that we've we've had the business even when we've gone through changes with the glove um and uh yeah it's just remains remained a favorite because it's like the sentiment the sentimental of it but um you know like i love everything we make and i mean that sincerely like i'm not even just doing the sales pitch right now but like i'm proud to put on everything that we wear i've never once been like damn this is cheap like i feel bad even selling this like i i really do believe in everything we make because we started with the attention to detail on a glove and then we just made sure that that same intention was applied every time we went into something else. So um passionate about most stuff we make, but the, the glove for sure just has a special place. I think for me, um, I mean, I'll, I'll rip through it. My favorite glove in the line right now is the Seattle glove uh, because of the pattern itself. Um, but also I named it after the beach that I always went to as a kid and grew up going to. So that has like a lot of that sentimental feeling to me every time I rock the Seattle glove. Um, my favorite hat of all time is going to always be our, our local trucker hat because that was first hat we ever made. So, you know, there, every hat's awesome, but the, the trucker hat is still my favorite just because it's the first one. And, and yeah, I mean, those are the two go-tos. Obviously I love the new, um, the new uptown polo that's going to come out in a few weeks and then the windbreaker. So if I went through all, like, those are the main things that I am very proud of and passionate about. Do you guys all kind of brainstorm together on these designs? Yeah, that's the cool thing. So we, uh, Justin and I will spend a lot of time coming up with different designs and patterns and ideas of things that we want to make um, and ideas that we have. Uh, then we all kind of spend the time coming up with different names for different products. And then if you actually go on our website, you know, something that's often overlooked for the most of our stuff, especially the gloves is like the descriptions that are written behind that. And a lot of that's Joe. Joe's like, 
he's the wordsmith. So if you see the comments that are hit on Instagram that are really witty and funny, or you, you read some of the reasoning behind the products, like each product name has a meaning to something that we, we love um, doing, or, you know, has some sort of, you know, memory attached to it. And then Joe kind of uses that to, to write the description of what that product is. I, I, I was going through the, the website, I like the getaway quarter zip. I mean, obviously all the products, like you said, you, you guys, you don't just sell product to sell product, which I liked your answer earlier about how you guys believe in everything or what you sell, but the, the getaway quarter zip is sweet. I like the quarter zips and then the, uh, the Navy overlook polo. It's got like kind yeah. of floral palm, palm tree print yep. on it. Like, um, for example, look what, what Joe has on right now. It's the backup hoodie. And that was like a big swing and a miss, right? We thought it was a home run. I'm like, this thing is spongy. It's perfect for Minnesota, man. I wanted to call it the Northeast. Like it's spongy. It's got some weight to it. It's such a good, when you feel it, it's amazing. Um, but it was a swing and a miss. And, you know, sometimes that happens. Like it was not one of our strongest sellers, but it, it is a staple that we're wearing every single day, especially when those chillier days exist. Sometimes that's how it works, right? The things that you think are going to be like, that's the, that's the golden ticket. That's going to really move is the exact opposite. You know, some things like a design oh, yeah. that you put out there might be. We had a reel like that, you know, like you're like, oh, yeah. we're going to do like the Stanley cup reel is going to crush it. Yeah. And it didn't. And the one that crushed it was us talking about Captain Crunch. Yeah. We were doing like rapid fire questions with a guest. And I was like, that was in the whole Stanley craze. I'm like, hey, let's just clip that, put that out. People talk about it's the Stanley thing, you know? And then and nobody cared. And then, and then, yeah, we did a, I, you know, we're talking about Captain Crunch cereal. And that one, that one took off. I was the right, one that whatever. popped. I was like, what the hell? But well, that's, our, that's our intro. It's it's all fan things. We talk about food, golf, we talk about all sorts of stuff. So, mm-hmm. well, tell us. It's hard not to take it personally, too. When you're like, damn, we this is a great idea. Like, this is it. And you're like, no one else agrees. You're like, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that was <Yeah>. brilliant. <laughs> when when you asked it, I was like, what the hell are we doing? Because I didn't. Oh, yeah. So it, he didn't tell me. I was like, this is dumb. And then he's like, dude, clip it. It'll be good. And I was like, okay. So I clipped it. Clearly, I have no idea what I'm talking about. And but the I- one that popped was a sum of peanut butter, Captain Crunch, absolutely destroying the roofs of our mouths. So, so <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's true. facts. Yeah. A little yeah, backstory. That's super relatable. That's why I popped because everybody's yeah, felt that why. feeling where you're like, you're like, nothing's gonna taste right for a week after this, but it's it's worth it in the moment. Oh yeah. Clearly, the demographic of Stanley Cup owners don't listen to our podcast. You know what I mean? Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just the wrong market. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What? So for yeah, a little background. I normally come up with questions and I I try to change them up every so often, but we always do rapid fire questions at the end. And so I just kind of randomly popped in a couple of just random questions. And that was when the people were like storming Starbucks for the red Stanley cup, you know, and then reselling it on stock X for $400. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe we'll get some hits on this, but yeah, no, it was, it was a, it was a flop. It too was a swing and a mess. Yeah. Can't all be it's all good. It happens, right? That's, yeah. you know, you just, you learn from it. No big deal. Yeah. Now we don't talk about so, cups anymore. It's a volume game, yeah. man. Um, i'm kind of excited for your rapid fire questions now yeah uh, we don't have a whole lot but we we do have some so we'll definitely yeah we can we can think of some no big deal i had a couple pop in my head but i forgot to text you them so next week so hope maybe you'll remember though oh no i i remember them it's just you have for next week yeah you will one of them you have to like prepare for okay Okay. unless you uh well we'll ask okay i got some rapid 
I have some rapid fire questions for you two at the end. Too. I love that. Yeah, oh, here we no. go. I've never, we've never had a guest at, yeah. you know, reversing the role on us. All right. See, like the, the issue is like, I'm chaotic. So like, you don't know what I'm going to answer or what I'm going to say. And then, and, and then, and then there's Derek who you're like, oh, he's going to be super nice, respectful. And I'm just like, no, whatever, whatever comes up is coming we're, up. We're going rogue. <laughs> no <Yeah>. filter. <laughs> you can, so I've done a handful of these alone and they're all like an hour and a half, two hours because it's just like nuts. <laughs> and I always have to apologize to the guests. Cause I'm like, Derek's the one who keeps me in check. Derek's got the computer next to us. With all the questions. I'm like, mm. so, so when it's just me, <laughs> it's just me. And I'm like, this is not going to be good. Dude, everybody needs that balance, right? Like, uh, like, um, so there's a, there's a fourth partner named Craig. Um, he's our chief strategy officer and I'd say he's our Derek. Cause he's like, Hey man, like we can't do everything. I like Craig like, already. It, like, let's relax a little second. <laughs> like, let's just dial it back for a minute. Like let's focus on the right thing for a moment. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the balance. That's the beauty of any, uh, working relationship for sure. We have, yeah, we have good balance. That's, that's for sure. Um, more questions here for you guys. And so if there's anything you guys want to add, feel free to, but do you guys have like, a like an affiliate program or anything like that? We do actually now. Yeah. So, uh, it's something that we're trying to be like way more intentional about this year. So like not to get into the boring stuff, but like marketing for us, it's been pretty like cut and dry. It's like you email people, you advertise, you spend money on digital advertising and like we recognize now at the the size we're getting to, like we need to kind of, you know, figure out a way to be a little bit more dynamic. And affiliate program is one of those things where that's a lever we know we can pull and like have people become advocates for us and like extend their reach to people that we're potentially not talking to or like we have in some capacity, but an affiliate puts them over the edge, right? So um True. definitely trying to do a lot more of that this year and like really formalize the program there. I, I skipped over this question I was going to ask earlier. Do you guys have like a, um, you guys like wholesale to other companies, for example, like Safe Park, like we're hosting an event or something like that, or doing something. And I reach out to you that, hey, I want my logo on this, still want your logos or whatever. But is that something you guys do? Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Awesome stuff. Absolutely. You do. Yeah. So, we, so, like, the wholesale stuff is, is like another big side of the business right now. Like, um, we like basically, like Dustin was saying, right? Because the timing, um we basically like jumped the line it was like direct to consumer major retailers and like we never really had the opportunity to do that's really not the progression usually it's like you got to get boots on the ground like show up to golf courses small shops work your way up and like have that like that kind of growth and we sort of just jumped the line it was like a cheat code in a way but now we're kind of like going backwards and we're like no we do need to kind of go in our own backyard and show up to these courses and offer a wholesale program be able to do embroidery, be dynamic, give give these people something that like they're gonna want at their courses. So we're, a lot of that right now in corporate events and um, and corporate custom products. So we're doing doing a lot of that stuff. Now. Yeah, we've done we've done some stuff with like some major people like Diageo. So we did like a lot of like Kettle One and, and Johnny Walker, like towels and gloves and and Pepsi was one of them. But then we also do like country clubs or golf events, right? Like we will put their logo on, you know, different towels. We're doing some really cool stuff with Golf Digest right now, which is pretty cool. Got like four different like style towels that we're doing with them. So yes, the answer, Derek, is we will 100% be a part of any golf outing you have. 
live, you just got to hit us up and you got to give us a little bit of uh, advanced time on that so that we can so definitely align everything. So if we're hypothetically speaking here, right? Hypothetically, um, if we're throwing one in about uh, like five-ish months, is that enough leeway? That's more That's than enough. Yeah, we can. Perfect. Yeah, we'll we'll. we'll That's where we time. get to have like fun. Yeah, that's where we get that fun because there's enough time to do some like creative stuff. Yeah, the the worst is when somebody hits us up and like we need it in 15 days. We're like, that's not happening. <laughs> 30 days, not happening. But if you give us a little bit extra time, like we can really make some awesome custom stuff. We, I mean, we've done a lot that we've been super proud of, and and working with some of those companies and and even smaller brands, it's just been awesome. So anybody can listening, send me that swatch flyer so we have some samples. I'm just gonna send you the whole thing, dude. I'm just gonna send together your shopping list. Joe will mail it out to you this week. Yeah, end up just gonna like yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) Old scroll. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um so I was on your website earlier, we talked about that, but uh you guys are offering a big uh warehouse discount right now. What's this all about? So the biggest yeah. thing is like we have a ton of stuff coming in. We have a bunch of gloves, a bunch of hats, a couple of new polos. I think it's like four new polos. Like we have all this stuff coming in. And at some point we need to clear some space on our shelves or in even our backstock area. Like it's, it's just overflowing. So we need a little bit extra room. So some of the products we were like, all right, we can part ways with this, hook some people up get them into, you know, seeing what our product is and understanding the quality of it um, and getting it at a great deal, right? Everybody loves, you know, some good deals. So anywhere from headwear to shorts and pants to a couple polos are on sale. And I think we have even the backup hoodie that I'm very adamant about that's on there as well. Yeah. We'll make sure to, we'll, we'll do some yeah. clips. Uh, Dom Dom will cut some clips. Probably nothing Stanley related. Cause so I won't, work. I don't, I don't think I understand how it works. I, know. I don't do Shit. Well, yeah, but you have to you have to do something to get the clip. You're not like cutting it or cropping it or anything. I still don't think you it. understand. What it's I an do. app. Yeah, I get it. You it just imports it in there. Yeah. When's the last time you put some clippers on your hair, bro? Oh, ask my stylist because she will yell at you. You have great flow. <laughs> like I, I mean, look, I got some Absolutely. good flow hiding in. You got a nice flow too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got some flow. Not your flow. Not your. Not style. like this. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I live I in Minnesota, it's like, cold. Man, I can't get it past like a specific point in my hair before I end up just buzzing it, man. It's kind of like a beard, right? Like once you get a beard past a certain point and it stops getting itchy, you're like, okay, I can do it. Once your hair gets past yeah. like that weird awkward phase where you're like, what the hell is this? Then it just goes. I'm I'm man, still waiting for the, the hill. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that he just cuts his hair and his beard. He puts the, we've he, never we've we I we met in college and I met him just like this and he literally just you know and so like, I graduated high school like this I, right so I'm like I probably he'd probably come over to the podcast episode I wouldn't even recognize him he just shows he'd up be confused I, yeah I'm like <laughs> you think like, who's this random person walking into my house but and yo, calling cops <laughs> he'd be like he'd be like he's got Dom's bag yeah yeah who is this guy. <laughs> Well, you haven't cut your hair in years, obviously, it seems like. So, like, the weirdest thing, if you ever actually do cut your hair, because I tend to do it once a year, you know, you shake it out, right? And when your hair is real short, you shake it out and nothing but your brain feels like it's rattling in your head because your head is, like, so much lighter than it than it ever was in the past, I don't know, how many years you've had your hair like that? Um, 
haven't had anybody like trim it or cut it. Probably a couple years. I was the best man in a wedding, so I got it trimmed up then to like look okay. I don't think they were super thrilled with how short I didn't cut it. Uh, actually got extensions. He didn't cut it. It looked pretty good in pictures. <laughs> um, but yeah, ever since that, I've been meaning to go back. And, I, and when I thought about it, I was like, you know, it's going to be winter in like three weeks. I'm like, there's not really a point. And now we don't really have a winter. Yeah, it's been pretty nice. Now I know as soon as I get it cut, it's going to fucking snow like 10 feet. So the day that you trim it up it'll be yeah like so i am holding minnesota's winter together by not cutting my hair you do Good. rock it well, but i would just love to see it like just shaped and like just different because i've never you know what i, I mean? tend to yeah, cut it, it when i comes in one day it's got like trouble. a high fade you're like what? Yeah, that's what i'm saying a high fade that's typically what i'll do high fade and taper my beard eventually it'll become hard to sleep with that's when i'll trim it up shorten it thin it stuff like that because eventually I just can't sleep with it and then it's too much. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't even know how we got on that hair topic. Like, you were talking about either, but clips. Oh yeah, clippers. Oh yeah, clips. Yeah, okay, clips. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That really inspired into a whole new well, then he went down the rabbit hole. There's one last something with like clippers on your hair. And I was like, oh, like I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. Oh, okay. So I a couple more questions. Oh, I do. I always like to ask this question, especially for you guys. I think this is a good question. But um, what is like one piece of advice you'd give to an entrepreneur that's looking to start a company, not necessarily a golf related company, but just in general, like after you guys have started a business, like what's the piece of advice you guys would share with them? Oof. That's a big one. Dust, you can get eyes on that one. Um, man. I don't really like there's I have a, a couple different things that I think I could say here. So I'm trying to figure out like what is the one piece the of one advice. Piece. Um I it think like the started. biggest the, the biggest yeah. thing is just like there's always a way. There's always a way. And it all comes down to figuring out how you're getting yourself out of these situations, whether it be Oh, stuck with inventory, whether it be, you know, retailers not paying you on time, like you just have to be resourceful, right? Like there's always somebody that can help you out. There's always somebody that has some sort of wisdom that can, that can guide you in some direction. So I think the biggest thing is just always knowing that there's a way out, like you can solve the problem. You just need to figure out that way. And uh, I mean, that's how I look at it for the most part. Like that is the number one thing that I think has always helped us. Any problem that arises, like we're always problem solving. This isn't working. How do we make it better? How do we fix it? What can we do? How can we improve it? And I mean, that's that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, great answer. <clears throat> I think like there's two big ones. I guess the first one would just be like, um, accept what you don't know, right? And like, and then do something about that. Whether that's just like you go and find somebody who does know what they're talking about or just be more than willing to put your head down and spend the time and effort to make sure that you can like you can learn what you don't know right and so um and have that willingness to like not be the loudest person in the room and know when it's your turn to listen because that's like it's very valuable like I, i've always kind of lived by that even before this where it's just like no I, i'll you know i'll accept when i i'm not right uh and then i'll also be vocal when i feel like i am um and uh and then just if you're going to be an entrepreneur love everything about being an entrepreneur it's 
it's really, really, really ugly at times. And it's really, really difficult. But you have to love that side of it as much as you love your wins. Um, otherwise, there's no point in doing it. Um, and you won't make it, quite frankly. Like you, you have to enjoy the failures as much as you enjoy the success. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, you said it perfectly, right? Like you're going, I mean, I took a picture last weekend. It was Friday the 16th at 2.45, 2.15 in the morning. And I was like, I couldn't sleep. And I had all these things running in my mind. And I knew at 6 a.m. I'm sitting in the warehouse filming two different videos by myself. And and like Joe said, like the good and the bad. And you just kind of like you accept it and you run with it. And it's a game. And like the, the highs are the high and the lows are low. And you just have to find a way through both of them. You, you can't you can't get too greedy at the top and you can't stay at the bottom forever. So those are great answers. We we had yeah. um uh, Fiore golf on last week and his was to be like passionate, basically kind of like what you said, like loving what you do. Cause you know, you, you have the passion and love for it, it really isn't a job. It's something that you truly wake up and enjoy doing every day. And, and to your point too, I love your point. I think the hardest part is, is people do reject they hate failure. Nobody really likes failure, but the biggest thing is just taking that step forward and doing it. And I think a lot of people don't because of that, they're scared that they don't have the answers. They don't, you know, know what they're doing on certain pieces of the, and the, I, the business. I wholeheartedly think success comes from failure. For sure. Right. Like, 100%. you know, if you're winning every time, you're probably not doing it right. You know, cause I feel like failure is a great way to learn. The issue is when a lot of people fail, they stop. Yeah. You know, it's how do you correct that failure, get back up, keep it moving, stuff like that. You know, you guys were talking about how Joe's hoodie was not a banger. I think it's a banger. Love the color too. Yeah, but very Midwest color. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's like, how do you retool it? How do you come back from it? You know, and not everything's going to be a win. You guys said it best. Um, it's just all about overcoming yeah, yeah. that the failure. I mean, I think they say it's like the the worst thing. The worst thing that can happen when you go like you ever been to a casino when you turn twenty one, you go to the casino, you sit down, play blackjack. The absolute like worst thing that can happen is you win a bunch of money the first time you play, right? Because then you set you think that that's the norm you think you're just a winner right and then the next time you go back there you win or you you lose 10x what you won the first time right and like i'd rather like i'd rather recognize and enjoy the loss and like learn something from that rather than just being like it always came easy i always won i always won i always won um i mean granted i i, I also like winning but like it really at this stage that we're at right now um Dustin referenced it earlier. Like there are times where you want to just sit down and be like, can we just have a minute to reflect that? Like a lot of good stuff happened, but then it is a very quick, like, okay, now like back to work because we haven't won yet. So we got to get back to work. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, the passionate thing, like I, I do agree with him a lot in the sense that like, you know, it never becomes a job, but I mean, dude, I am passionate about running this business, but there are for sure times that I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, I don't want to be doing this. Like, you know, my yeah. son's at home running around like they're, you know, like, but that's where I think the reflection piece comes in that you have to remind yourself like. Yo, dude, you're doing something that other people are not doing or didn't do or never even attempted, right? Like we're not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be doing what we're doing, but like we are. So at times like, you know, 
yeah, you never work a day in your life, but yeah, there are days where two 15 in the morning, I'm sitting there thinking I got to do this, that, and the other, and I can't sleep at night. And then I can't sleep the next night. Cause I have to do something else. And you know, some parts come become a job, but at the end of the day, you have to be loving it more than the days that you're hating it. That's awesome. Do you guys have, do you guys have like, uh, what about for you guys? Do you have days like that where you're just like, this is the not fun part of doing this, or is it, you know, like, how's that, how would you guys answer that? Cause you're entrepreneurs yourself too. So like, what's, what's your guys answer? Oh man. I remember the first time we got stood up, I was like this. Yeah. It kind of hurts. This, this is sucks. how it's going to be. Yeah. And then we're just like rejection. Yeah. And yeah. You're, I would, I knew there'd be a couple times where we just, you know, the person would just be like, yeah, let's do it. And then just never show up. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did one where Derek wasn't here. We posted the episode and then like immediately people messaged me. They're like, Hey, I don't like how he treated you. I'm not going to say names. Uh, you know, that was not cool of that person, blah, blah, blah. So, um, there's been a fair share for me where I've been like, that wasn't fun, but knowing that, you know, all the messages are like, you know, like you did great uh, standing there talking to them, keeping a straight face, not reacting. That was where I was like, okay, people care about what we're doing. People care about me as a human. Mm -hmm. Um, and people care about how I felt during this certain episode. I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, and then like today I texted Derek, I was like, uh, well, last year we had on an author, Dr. Saul Miller. And I was like, dude, another author just emailed me. They're like, he wants to come on, send us a book. And I was like, dude, like people are taking notice that yeah. you know we're being seen. Um, our whole thing really was cool. since day one, we're like, we want to do it organically. You know, if we blew up overnight, I don't think it would mean as much. Right. Yeah. And and this this is kind of like so started safe park golf. It's kind of a side side hustle, really, at the end of the day. But we, you know, I really fell in love with connecting with all these people. It's so cool to meet people through social media is such a powerful tool and social media does have a lot of negatives to it, but there's also a lot of positives and that's kind of how we used it. It's a, it's a great platform for certain things. And when me and Don met in college, I'm like, Hey, you know, I got this good platform. Let's continue to grow, help grow companies, businesses. And that's kind of what I use it as. Um, and then we were golfing one day and same thing. We're on the golf course. I'm like, you know, podcasts are kind of taking off. Technically we were in the parking lot. Okay. The golf course. It was after the rush. <laughs> But I was like, you know, after the round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, you know, what was, the course was that Como? No, it was Bunker. Oh, it was Bunker. No, no, no. Majestic. It was Majestic. We played oh, yeah, the exact. Majestic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm also a little older, so my brain is starting to kind of no, but I'm uh, quite I'm quite a bit younger. Um, when you guys said you guys met in 06, I was like, damn, I was nine years old. Um, we did not meet in 06 though. No. We I didn't meet uh, Joe until yeah. 2014, right? Joe? Oh, thank Some... God. I had heard 2006, and I was like, holy Sounds shit. Right, yeah. I heard two, maybe it's 2016. 2006 clearly makes you significantly younger than me. Should we restart this podcast and start over so we can get it right? Years. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, boys. Well, I could have sworn I heard 2006, and I was like, damn, I was nine. But just to kind of answer, no, like, I, I think I, I moved here oh, nine years ago. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, um, 
but so like you know, obviously we have full time gigs. I work in sales. He he also uh, I'm an area manager. Yeah, area manager. So we have full time gigs. But this is something that we don't really make money on. This like obviously we've done paid promotions and stuff like that, like on on the Safe Par page. Um, but like it, it was the same thing. Like we just really enjoy talking to people and in 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 communicating with people from all over the world it's really cool that you guys are carving out time for us to talk about your story and the same on our end like we like to take the time and and learn stories from how people kind of started here and are here right and so i think for me like the 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 positivity like sometimes on social media i got burnt out like i got it, it does burn you out quite a bit like just you know you you get to a certain following and it's like it's a safe, it's safe part, but my face isn't behind it. And so I was like trying to like put more of my face on safe part of like people like, cause some people like, like to know who you are. Right. And so like, that's been kind of a hard thing for me. And, 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 and with that, it's like, I, I do like to read a lot of like positivity, like books. Like I used to hate it. I hated reading as a kid. Stand it. I, I would be that kid that lied in reading class. You know, they had an accelerated reader to take those tests. And I would always take like the Harry Potter, like they were worth like 18 points. So I'd be done for the whole, the whole, <laughs> whatever failed every time the teachers knew it. Cause I was just kind of the class clown, but I, I, uh, now it's like, if you, if you were to ask me that 10 years ago, that you like enjoy reading books and all that. And I, I would have laughed in your face. And so like that stuff though, like reading the positivity books, understanding that, you know, caring for people, valuing relationships and partnerships. Is... Wait, how do we get on the books? Oh, we're just talking about like. Um, but I want to add to that, though, Dom, yeah. because I didn't see that episode that that actually happened. But, you know, one of the things that I've always been big on is like I, I don't ever shy away from com- confrontation. Um, sometimes I might be the one that like goes after it. So, you know, customer service tickets, we used to do them all. I don't do them anymore. Um, somebody else does them and Joe does them from time to time, but people treat you with like such disrespect. And and I remember like some of the ones that I would answer, I'd be like, Hey man, I'm a human first. Like, like I'll replace your glove. Like if your glove is defective, like it happens where, you know, you have defective cars. That's why there's lemon law, right? Like you have defective phones. So like, just be nice to me and I'm going to hook you up. Right. And I remember a Facebook message and the guy was so rude. I was like, look, man, I have no problem. He's like, you know, my address, you know, my email, send me a glove. And I was like, look, dude, I'll send you a glove. But what's going to happen first is you're going to call me and treat me like a human being instead of just berating me over an Instagram message. Like, I'm a human, bro. Like, like be nice. And he ended up like backtracking and apologizing, but he never ended up calling me. And I never ended up sending him a glove. I was like, I'll send you a glove, man. Just owe me a call. So I think like, you know, for you and in your statement, right? Like, don't shy away from that. If somebody's, you know, being mean to you, because look, I, you say to him, like, you know, I treated you with respect, man. So I expect the same thing back. Like, I don't know why that's so difficult for you. And sometimes like, that catches people off guard. So like even hearing like what you said, like, you know, that that's frustrating for me hearing it. Cause I'm like, you know, people forget that we're humans first. The part that, that frustrated me was, you know, they work with a company that we work very closely with. That's how we kind of, I think got referred to them. Yeah. Originally. And so, okay. You know, everyone talks so highly of them. And then I've had multiple people listen to that episode and they're like, what the hell was he doing? I'm like, I, and I went back and everyone's like, yeah, that's how he is. And I was like, that's not who I want to be associated with. Yeah. So yep. like nothing will ever happen again with 
that company. There's plenty of other good people that we yeah. talk to that are supporters of us and like that. And that's what keeps us going, right? It's like we same thing. Like I live downtown right. my life exactly. here. And and Dom, you know, treks here every day, every Tuesday that we record, you know, after work. And there's a lot of time involved, commitment. Like you said, you know, the day we're human beings. Like we're not just behind a computer just sending I love messages. customer service tickets though. <laughs> Those are the best. No, I mean, I don't. Joe attributes a couple of grays in his beard to that. I for sure probably got a couple of grays there. Yeah, I mean, it's it, true though. Even, even in the golf industry though, there are people like that are big names that big time you or, or like just treat you in a way that you're like, you don't, you know, what you put out on Instagram is not who you are in real life, my friend. Like, and sometimes we thought like, is it just us? And then when you kind of talk to other people and, and you get the same sense that, you know, these a specific group or a couple people are like this, you're like, all right, so it just wasn't me. It kind of makes it feel a little bit better at the end of the day, but nonetheless, still a little frustrating. I think that's what I, I that's the, I think that's what I really dig about that's, us. That's the game. Yeah. Yeah, we are unapologetically us. You know, you look at Safe Spars page, that's Derek. Correct. You look at the podcast page that I run for us. Mm-hmm. It's very much Derek and I, yeah. even though I had to switch it to Dominic and Derek because people would always message me saying, hey, Derek. And I'm like, I'm not Derek and Dominic. So <laughs> it's just easier to switch it. <laughs> um, I, but it's I mean, very I mean, much us, right? Yeah. I remember going I remember going to college and my one uncle saying to me, Hey man, just remember, like stay true to yourself, stay true to who you are. And, and you know, like your authenticity, like it it shines. It, it comes through in the content that you produce, it comes through in the podcasts that you produce, it comes through for us in the apparel that we produce. Like we're not trying to be anybody other than who we are and the lifestyle and the things that we love. And you know, that's what resonates with people. That's why you guys have built your brand. And that's how we have built our brand by staying true to who we are and, and being, like you said, authentic. Yep. Did you want to add to that? Yeah, I recognize yeah. you can't be, uh, can't be every, everything to everybody, but you can, you can be true to yourself and you can be true to, you know, whatever your vision and your mission is. That's regardless of if you're a podcast, regardless of if you're a brand. And it's probably another good, like little segue into a lesson that you could apply on entrepreneurship too like just know know what your like direction is and know what you want it to be and um yeah just just stay that course um i do think that would be a fun episode down the road is to do like a customer service just like read off some of the crazy customer service uh complaints or 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 whatever it is we We literally are thinking about doing that exact thing of just being like it is pure comedy at times where you're just like, there's no way that this is an actual human being on the other end of this conversation right now. It's a bot. Like, it's there's just be no bot, way. Right? Like you're, you would, yeah. yeah, it's, it's like you imagine like the way this guy's talking you think he's like sitting on like a throne freaking out of a goblet and like, he's like, give me my free shit. Like, you're like, all right, dude, like who is this clown? Like <laughs> it, it happens all the time. But at, at the end of the day, it's like, um, really, 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 I'm super appreciative of, I would, you remiss not to say like Janine and Marshall, we have people that like, it is not just us anymore. We have people that every single day, like go to bat. They're an extension of palms, like of palm as, you know, a brand They're they take that berating and like, they just continue to do their job and not, you know, not tarnish our name. They, they do nothing but solve those problems for us on a regular basis. 
at times like we have to get involved but like we're really fortunate because uh, i hope it's because we are consistent and like we get the right people because the right people want to be part of this but like we really do have awesome people in the building still only like seven of us total but like we can rely really heavily on the people that are in the business right now and um we never have to wonder if everybody you know if we're on the same page and we're just really fortunate on that stuff because yeah it could get hairy at times and we should send yeah, there's been times where you want to blow up on people now just to see the response yeah test yeah. us out yeah, <laughs> all right we just got I'll a couple send you a screenshot yeah, I'll your shit fucking the text message I get. Yeah, I'll I'll you. Watch. Where's my swatch? You said you were going to mail it. <laughs> they'd, they'd be like, what the hell? That's what awesome. Hey, what is he talking about? Yeah. We, appreciate, sell these. Yeah, we appreciate your time. We only have a few more questions, so I apologize. We course, went a little, yeah. bit lo- little bit longer, so again, we appreciate no, your time. No we try my question that I didn't text you about to see if you have an answer? Go ahead. I, so go with road. my job, I do a lot of driving. They gave me a company brand, so I just cruise around. Um, I feel very cool a lot of the time, even though people tease me because it's a minivan. <laughs> I'm in a minivan without any kids. Dude, that's, that's badass. No girlfriend, no wife, no kids. That bad. I love my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to, a, to music. So do you guys have a favorite golf lyric from a song? A favorite golf, golf lyric? lyric? So... So here's what spurred this in my head. I was listening to yeah. Nightmares from the Bottom by Lil Wayne. Okay. So first of all, the Carter Four, best album. Don't give a yeah. shit. So he goes, they say you don't know what you're doing till you stop doing it. Call me clueless because I do this. Attention all shooters. I'm a shooting star. Life is a course and I'm shooting and I'm a shoot for par. That is pretty. Oh, that's pretty good. Damn. Right? He is literally a lyrical genius. Oh, I'm well aware. Yeah. yeah. So I forgot to text you this because I was driving. Well, it's good. You shouldn't be texting and driving. So I know. That's good. So, so I didn't. Keep that. <laughs> really good. That's a good question, though. I know. That's a question. That's um, a tough question. That's oddly see, enough, our rapid fire questions aren't sh- really rapid. I don't. Mine was a stretch, but it is also Lil Wayne. And it because it, it's not actually directly a golf uh, lyric, but you could I think I know stretch it and say this: "Life is a beach, and I'm just yeah. playing in the sand." Yeah, that, yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. After you yeah. said "Little Wayne," that was an exact thing because, like, I'm David Hasselhoff yeah. on that beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. Well, I remember, I'm not supposed to be for sure. There's <laughs> a somebody made like a nine-hour Lil Wayne playlist on Spotify of just like his greatest hits, and I was like, Jesus Christ, Please where do I that. start? Yeah. So I yeah. shuffled it and Nightmares from the Bottom came on. And I was like, damn, this was like the song when I was younger. That album came out when I was in high school. I think I was a junior. Was 2006. Sophomore. All his no. mixtapes are great. I mean, he is yeah. awesome. I, yeah, yep. I used to listen to a lot of his mixtapes. I have forgotten so many of his lyrics, though. I used to like same thing. Like, a lot of those ones that were like, they weren't released. There's a, you, know, the, you know, never get it. I don't know if you remember that. A, that was one of my favorites. There's never. a clip where somebody's reading lyrics to me, and, and he's like, goes, "Whose lyric is that?" He's like, "Yeah, That's yeah, you. yeah, yeah." He <laughs> goes, "Who said that?" And they go, "You." And he you goes, don't want that. "You don't want that." <laughs> the Kobe yeah. one goes hard. Really, Wayne's got so many lyrics. Yeah, I like the Kobe one. Um, okay, so favorite Instagram account, golf related or non golf. Add my question to the rapid fire. I will. Oh man, damn, that was good. I mean, oh, I'm a not. It's a non. You know, it's a non golf related Instagram account. Oh, but cool. 
Um, I love snowboarding. So I really like Travis Rice, always appreciated that guy's like riding. Um, so I love, you know, watching clips of Travis Rice or, or Danny Davis snowboarding. So those are two of my favorite accounts to kind of follow. I am when, if I'm on social media, it's for stuff that just like waste brain cells. So I like comedy stuff. And I also know him personally. I think he's funny as hell. So I really like St. Andre golf right now. Yeah, I answered that. That was one of my picks a couple of weeks ago. I love it. those guys are awesome. Yeah, my favorite mm-hmm. is uh, kids getting hurt. Yeah, oh. so we, so, oh, so, <laughs> so going going back to where he said he had to switch from Derek uh, Dom to Derek on this because he'd always get. So I got one of those. We we did the same thing, and they were like, "Oh yeah." The DM like, "Hey, what is that one uh, where that kid was like? What's one Instagram account? I do that. That's all Dom Dom. That's not me. I don't know. I don't watch kids getting hurt, but it's my second favorite. clip. It was pretty funny. It was like, hey, "What did you do? Like you biking? <laughs> <laughs> like, jump, so right? funny. Yeah, and he jumping just... his." Face planted into the dirt. Oh god, I saw this oh one god. where this kid's going down the slide and just fucking. <laughs> I mean, my two-year-old he sends it on everything, and I always, I always think about that Instagram account when he's standing on top of my couch or at the park or something. I'm like, this dude is gonna send it. Way Here's our chance. <laughs> I love Here's our that chance page. to go viral. Oh, yeah, I love that page. Yeah, it's just funny. The kid's going down like this big slide with like the carpet, and his shoe gets tiny. Just face plants, and just the sound of it. Just, oh, oh man, it makes my day. Um, favorite <laughs> golf logo besides your own? Ooh. Wow, these are good. Um, is that are you saying like course or brands or both? Anything you want, anything kind of uh, golf related, just a logo. I didn't even general. think of like a golf course. I, I got mine. I was kind of thinking brand, but I like the Half course. Moon Bay is a great I, logo. I like that one. I'm gonna beat you to this one. You. you can't steal it. Yeah, go for it in your mind. Um, one of my favorite brands outside of us uh, is Linksoul because I really appreciate mm. John Ashworth and everything he's done and, and and how we met Ashworth at Goat Hill. Like the guy just, he's too cool. He's just too cool of a human being. So, I mean, I really like Linksoul for sure as one of my favorite like logos and brands outside of, outside of Palm. That is one of I'm gonna the do guests I want on so bad yeah. is Linksoul. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Goat Hills, I've heard, is pretty awesome too. It is. Cool? It's really, really cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I'm, I got two, and I can't, I can't like, I actually can't split between the two. So Pasa Tiempo is like one of my favorite course logos ever. Um, I think that one's just awesome. And then one of my favorite, like, it's, I don't, it's like not actually the Ghost Tree for Bandon. Um, is just like one of the most iconic. Um, not really their course logo, but it's, it's branded on a lot of stuff and it's just yep. so sick. I want to add in a course logo too. then sleepy hollow in New York has a really sick headless oh, horseman. Logo. Hollow, New York. Okay. Ooh, so many go there. There. It's crazy. Really? I was fortunate You're enough so that by technology. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was just, you know, how much technology we have around us right now. Probably too much. <laughs> To be honest, this is why I have an overactive brain. Yeah, add my EDD. What is your favorite course <laughs> logo or your favorite brand outside of Palm? Because you know where you're probably your favorite, obviously. So <laughs> I, I do like the palm tree, and I really do like the script writing you guys have. Um, I was bummed I couldn't download it and made it work. So thank you for sending over a logo I could actually use. Um, <laughs> the Sleepy Hollow one. That's that you probably can't see it, but yeah, is that, the, is that kind of the one in the lighting? Can you kind of see it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So my, 
I was fortunate. One of my close friends, Jay, is a member over at Sleepy. So when uh, when I have the opportunity and I'm on the East Coast, he, he always takes me golfing there, which is a phenomenal golf course. And, you know, that's like the one I don't really have many like course branded gear, but I do have a fair amount of Sleepy Hollow stuff because I love that logo. That is a sweet logo. Uh, so in terms of like my favorite logo, that's not ours and it's not your guys's. Um, our good friends, actually, Big Choke. Well, Big Choke's got a. It's, cool it's one, an though. artichoke swing on a golf club. That is pretty cool. I like what? that one. What? I like artichoke. And, so, and it looks so good yeah, on their it, apparel because they embroider it. It's so good. Yeah, we hosted an event last last year in in, in California, and they were. Oh, that's awesome. We met yeah, yeah. So we kind of met a lot of the guys that we talked to on on Instagram regular basis. So well, they've been on the pod too. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty wow. it's so it's so simple. But like artichoke playing golf, tell me it. So well, shout out the big joke guys. Because as far as, as as far as logos, so I I'm a huge cactus and a palm tree guy. So I think anything like that. So I do love the palm tree. I like like Eric Eric Landersburg. He actually or Eric Landers Lang got the uh, palm Andrews tree. Andrews Lang. Yeah, Andrews Lang got the tattoo palm tree with the golf club. That is mm-hmm. super sick. So something like like that yeah. I would actually get tatted. Um, golf course wise, I was actually playing, this was several years ago and shanked one in the woods like, on a normal basis. And I found a pro V one with the whistling straights logo. And that's a pretty, yes. that's a dope logo. Dude, so, that one's intense. There's a lot yeah, going on with that one, but it is sick. One, but it's, it's, it's pretty sick. That looks like me. It's Dom Dom with all groomed up. Like, yeah. That thing, like, that's Dom Dom all that's groomed that's- up right there. Yeah. All right. More questions. Go ahead, Dom. So your first tea, what's your walk-up song? We are just talking about this idea. You've been waiting. Yeah. yeah. What is yeah. your walk I don't remember who it was, but we had a guest and he's like, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Man, there's a couple like I always thought if I ever made it as professional baseball, I'd be switching my walk-up song all the time because I couldn't have the same one. Oh, um, I would. Every week. Well, then you go first. What's yours? Uh, currently, I would walk yeah, up to Jackie first, Brown yeah. by uh, Brent Fiez. I got to... I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research now. Yeah. Boomers. I, I actually would go with the song that I just posted <laughs> on... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Connor Price and Killer, the AMG. This one, this one kind of. I can't wait to get flagged. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, flag for playing this song. That means we made it. So well, I, mean, I would be listen, happy. Oh my god, dude, that's such a hard question. Yeah, this is your this is your last year's too, wasn't it? No. What was last year? Some folks will think. No, it was Pop Smoke. It was because he died. Yeah, yeah we had that bastard. Yeah, we had Pop Smoke as a, a kind of a tribute. I'm looking yeah, to see. Die. So it's a tough question. See, normally I always get stuck on this one because I'm not prepared, even though I just say I'm not prepared because I originally came up with the question. But I mean, I'm sometimes I'll be like, what's your favorite song? Or Dom will say that. And then I, I'm more or less. And like, I listen to so much different music. Like, I like I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like badass. I switch it up too. 
that's the thing. I, I would change all the time. Like it would definitely have to be some sort of a rap song that I would listen to. I'm for sure. I'm probably starting with Kid Cudi. Is going to be my go-to there. Oh yeah, um, Kid Cudi. Like old man on the moon style Kid Cudi, right? Like oh yeah, pursuit of happiness. Or I mean, you could yeah, also like, just do what I do every week and be like, fuck it, David Banner, like a pimp, just. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Return of the Greg, Mac. Greg messaged with. me last. It's something week. solid. Which one? Return of the Mac. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a great one too. Classic. Greg, Greg messaged me last week. He goes, "I feel so bad." Or he goes, "I'm so mad at you for calling David Banner an oldie." It is kind of old. I'm like it, it is. Yeah. Okay. Favorite cereal. We talked about cereal earlier. Favorite cereal. And how many bowls <laughs> could you crunch, smash bro. in one that in one sitting? Captain Crunch, Peanut Butter Crunch. I'm pretty sure I could rip through two boxes in one set. What about the berries? Like the one with the berries? Uh, I'm, I don't hate it at all. But like Peanut Butter Crunch, like crunch. I could sure. just demolish. Like it'd be problematic. Yeah. Mine's not that cool. Mine's Golden Grams. I could crush a whole box of Golden Grams. I don't even know if they make them anymore. Golden Grams are awesome. Dude, those I are my do. You know, I, I, can, I can take it one step down. I love Raisin Bran Crunch. Oh, I hate Raisin Bran. Oh, I love Dude, the it was going so with well. the raisins. It was everything was going so well. Yeah, we're gonna have to restart this podcast again. I love the granola. <laughs> so so the next episode we're gonna have together, it's gonna be we're just gonna grab it's gonna be a cereal talk, and we're just gonna go through all of your customer service uh uh oh my um, God, complaints. We have a lot. Uh, and then we'll in. see how I'm many in. see how many boxes we can rip oh, through in one oh, setting. I do yes. really love for okay me. pizza rolls. How many can you hit in one? I haven't had pizza rolls. We had this conversation. He he sends me a picture. I was in the yeah. I was at Target the other day. I sent a picture, just like a huge bag of pizza rolls, and I really had me thinking, like, dude, me and Donum should definitely just crack that open one, like one podcast episode, and just crank them out. Who's gonna throw up first? All right, yeah, I don't, I don't want to throw up. I'll throw up first. Yeah. First off, pizza rolls are Russian roulette, right? Like, how how recently were they out of the microwave? That's you got to bite the little. So hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Fire, fire, are you fire. microwaving it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's I would normally listen, microwave man. it, but air frying is the way to go, I think, right? Air fry. Okay. I, I didn't realize we were we were being bougie about this. Like I haven't had pizza rolls in mass consumption since I was in We're college. stepping the podcast back um, up to another level where we were at before. I didn't have I didn't have an air fryer in my in my dorm when I was ripping pizza rolls back in the day. Yeah. But um no, dude, those I, I don't know. I, I pride myself. I think I can eat a lot of food, like a lot. So I could probably house an entire bag by myself. Easily, it's true though. It's like the corners. You got to bite the corner off a little bit. Let it let it steam out. Yeah, yeah. You you could be round over after the second one if you catch catch one of the fireballs. I think I could eat more mini corn dogs than I could pizza rolls. I love corn dogs too. So hold on, I found out one of my staff. He's a senior in high school. Has never eaten a mini corn dog because he's like, "How do you eat them with a stick?" I was like, "There isn't a like. What are you talking about?" That's a violation. I'm I'm like going through the handbook. I'm like, it's on a toothpick. I I'm going through the handbook. I'm like, can I fire him? Like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, last question, because I feel bad that we've kind of really this really extended longer than we've had, but we've had a great time, so we really appreciate it. Um, but we always yeah, ask was. a food-related question. Dime Dime, you can go ahead and ask the final question, whichever one, however you want to spin it. Um uh, which one do we want to ask? Let's see. If we visit you guys, yeah. where are we going to go eat? 
I mean, first thing I would do is ask you what you were in the mood for. So what are you what in the nice mood guy. for right now, Dom Dom? I wouldn't. I'm sorry. This is where Derek and I both say, we don't know you pick. Yeah, we're like, well, we want the most like authentic, like your favorite. Like if you're starving and you're like. So so for like for reference, I love tacos. Yeah. I love burgers. Za. Uh, pizza is okay. Not, a, not like the East Coast. I'm, pizza's the last on my list. Okay. Yeah, and East yeah. Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm taking you to St. Joe's Tacos for sure in downtown Huntington Beach because their chubby sauce is delicious. It's, I mean, anybody who visits me uh, and they want tacos, I'm like, we're going here. Like, this place has great tacos and burritos, which was going to lead me to the question to you, Dom Dom, is you had a Chipotle burrito for dinner, but like, is your go-to at a nice taco joint? Like, what are you getting? Like, what is it? Yeah, but which kind of taco? Like, how are you making your taco? Oh, carne asada. Asada. The only kind. So that or um, is it pollo asado chicken? Pollo. Pollo is a chicken. Yeah. 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 Pollo asada. I I would go with I would go with uh, uh the white carnitas tacos. I'm my wife Mexican. my wife is Mexican, so she like brought me to like the authentic Mexican restaurants that I knew never knew existed here in Minnesota, and and they do exist. Um, so yeah, like I was kind of blown away by the the carnitas tacos. I brought this my go to. I brought this taco thing over. It's called the machete, and I shit you not, his wife and then his sister in law came in, and his sister in law goes, "Bitch, is that a machete?" I'm like, yeah. She goes, great, good choice. I was like, I haven't even opened it yet. <laughs> you can do. Yeah. I was like, what the I hell mean, is this? That's what I'm taking you. I guess that's the choice that I'm picking. Where you got, Joe? We're going to In and Out. In and Out. All right. I'm, I'm always game printing out. It's like a less. We're going fancy In and Out. And we're going to. And we're going to Bear Flag. Yeah, those look at that. There you go. What is what is Fair Flag? He said fair flag. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like a, a seafood place, but it's like, um, how would you even describe that? It's like, it's not it's like, all like locally seafood. It's, like, it's all fresh. Yeah, it's all fresh caught. Um, like good pokey, good burritos, good tacos. Good mahi-mahi so. taco. Mm-hmm. You got to get a pokey burrito. It's out of yep. this world. It's the go-to every time I go there. Absolutely. It's been amazing having you guys on, man. We we really appreciate it. Thank you so much again for taking the time. And seriously, let's take that up. We'll do a little, we'll do a little round table discussion with some cereal and some uh customer complaints. Dude, let's make Absolutely. it. Let's let's lock that in. I'm in. Okay. Let's, let's do it great. at the end of the year. That way you guys can accumulate. Hopefully they're all good ones, but we, we, we have I was gonna get the so okay. Nobody oh, nobody dude. does customer complaints if it's good. That's true. Like I've never yeah, gotten true. an email. Oh my god, no. Don, your your service was Unfucking real. It's always you <laughs> suck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, so nice. but no, thank, thank you guys too. By the way, seriously, we, like we appreciate it just yeah. as much. Uh, we're not doing you a favor by being on this. Like we, we really appreciate you having us on. It's been awesome talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, not just swatches. Uh, we'll we'll get sizes after this too. We'll we'll get a pair care package away as well. Yeah, we want to be if you do do swatches though, we can we do I'm not doing thing? the swatches, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just cut the polos and I'm like 
order a meal extra large polo I, I normally use large but just put like put around oh, it and we'll just, just cut it down it <laughs> like a crop top yeah. Derek's, Derek's polo is sleeveless next time we see yeah. him it's, like, it's a belly top you can see the best be man honestly yeah do not be surprised if one of the polos you receive from us is sleeveless and cut like a crop top and um yeah we will expect <laughs> to see you take a tee shot with with your sweet new swag for on, sure you know? and i'll, I'll let you yeah. get i'll let you guys just saw the walk-up song too if you want oh yeah that's great awesome man you guys are the best man i really appreciate it. great to meet you guys yeah man Likewise, thanks for having guys. Us. thank you so much take care. all right take it easy guys see ya yep.